Hello, and welcome to Ice Age Prep Reads. Season 1, The Adam and Eve Story, The History of Cataclysms by Chan Thomas. This is Chapter 4, The Event, 11,500 years ago. So this is a PDF that I'm reading off of archive.org, the Internet Archives, and there's probably going to be some translation or upload errors and I'll come across them when I'm reading it. Don't worry, you'll notice. <laughs> okay, let's get started. Chapter 4, The Event. Did you ever sit down for an evening at a card table with a thousand piece puzzle by yourself? It takes hours and hours to put it together, doesn't it? With trial and error and patience all playing their parts. We're still trying out some of the some of the as yet unfitted pieces in our worldwide puzzle and we've been at the table since 1949. However, even though still not complete, it shows us a graphic representation of the Earth's picture as it was 11,500 years ago. Look at the globe, look at a globe of the world and pick out longitude 90 degrees west, latitude 60 degrees north. This point is in the western part of the Hudson Bay. Now hold the globe so that the spot, 90 degrees west, 60 degrees north, is at the North Pole, on the axis of rotation. This was the configuration of the world between 18,500 years ago and 11,500 years ago. The North Polar Ice Cap formed the Laurasian Basin in Canada. The continents, however, were not quite the same. There was a huge continent in the Atlantic Ocean, which stretched from England across the Atlantic to the Bahamas. The Caribbean Sea, and possibly even the Gulf of Mexico, did not exist. There is some evidence of the Caribbean being land at the time. An ice cap on the globe's opposite end side from the Hudson Bay covered Western Australia. And Eastern Australia was burgeoning with humans, animals, birds, vegetation, and rivers. There was another continent in the Pacific, covering an area now ringed by the Hawaiian Islands, the Galapagos, Easter Island, Tahiti, the Solomons, and the Carolina Islands. Have you ever noticed the heavy sedimentary stratifications making up the top half of Diamond Head? They have the same characteristics of the strata exposed in the walls of the Grand Canyon, Monument Valley, and the mysterious Canyon de Chile. The province of Ceylon held the major civilization of India. Ahoidia in northern India was the thriving capital of that country. It was then called Ajudia. Greece, land of the Hellenes, was home of a tall, blue-eyed, blonde race with standards of science and law unmatched to this day. The Amazon Basin was an island sea, legends call it the Sea of Azares, and the mouth of the Amazon River was then a wide, seagoing connection between the Atlantic and Sea of Azares. The western coast of South America was not mountainous. Indications are that the prehistoric city of Tiahuanaco, Bolivia, now at 12,500 feet above sea level, was at sea level. It was a metropolis seaport with a canal system for seagoing ships, as large as any today, traversing from the Pacific to an island sea, inland sea, from the Pacific to an inland sea. If you wish to read details about this, read The Calendar of Tiahuanaco and The Great Idol of Tiahuanaco, both by Hans Schindler Bellamy and Peter Allen. They make terrific reading. Astronomers of Tiwanaku use telescopes like ours of today. 
they had a huge satellite orbiting the Earth, west to east, 449 times per year, which they used as a time standard. Its orbit was so accurate. Ahoidia, now a suburb of Lucknow, was the capital of India, and the great navigators, the great scientists, the great explorers of the Eastern Hemisphere were the dark-eyed, dark-haired Mayans. India had gravity-propelled vehicles and gravity-made weaponry. About 11,500 years ago, in 9,550 BC, is dated by astronomers from Post Dam Observatory, from writings in the ruins of Tiwanaku, the 60-mile-thick shell of the Earth shifted its position once more in one quarter to one half day, about 7,000 years after the previous shift. The North Pole moved southward, and the Sudan Basin in Africa shifted to the North Pole. This was the time, as the Talmud states, when the setting of the Pleiades now below the horizon occurred, and the Holy Land was moved into a region of terrible cold for many generations, actually for about 4,500 to 5,000 years, until Noah's flood about 7,000 years ago. The equatorial pivot points were off the coast of mid-Chile and in mid-China, near the Yangtze, north of Vietnam. The great continent of the Pacific disappeared almost completely. What is now Easter Island, then on the edge of the continent, dropped to remain on the ocean floor, the Pacific Ocean floor, for about 5,000 years, to be heaved up in the cataclysm causing Noah's flood. What remained of the vast Pacific continent rolled to the South Pole to be discovered by Mayan explorers as the last remains of their motherlands a frozen reservoir of mud at the bottom of the earth, millions of square miles in area. Today we see indications of the continent in the sedimentary strata of the heights of Diamond Head in, Hawaii, in the Hawaiians, and the same stratifications in most of the higher Pacific Islands. Of the great continent in the Atlantic, only a large island was left in the west, while the ocean between here and Gibraltar to the east was left shallow, muddy, and impassable to ships. A thread of a clue concerning the great knowledge of that time came out when Captain Cook discovered the Polynesian Maori tribe in the New Zealand, Maori tribe in New Zealand in the 1700s. They told him of an ancient legends of Saturn rings and they hadn't even heard of telescopes. Now you try to see those rings with your naked eyes and you'll find out that it's impossible. The evidence in Tiwanaku shows that their great civilization was wiped out so suddenly that people were caught in the middle of their day, normal daytime activities by catastrophic inundation. Further evidence shows that this fabulous city suffered the same fate as Easter Island. Although the Rockies and the Andes were sta started in this cataclysm, Tiwanaku was buried in the Pacific to remain there for almost 5,000 years, then to be heaved up to its present altitude of 12,500 years ago in the last cataclysm about 7,000 years ago. So the cataclysm of 11,500 years ago saw the Hudson Bay in the opposite area just southwest of Australia both roll to the equator on opposite sides of the Earth, and the Sudan Basin roll to the North Pole to remain there for about the next 4,500 years to 5,000 years. While the shift was occurring, taking only one quarter to one half day to complete, the Earth's oceans and atmosphere, though angular through angular momentum, kept rotating in their normal direction during most of the shift the oceans violently inundating most of the lands of the Earth at supersonic speeds, and the atmosphere bringing unimaginable hurricane hurricanes at supersonic wind velocities. Whole continents were subjected to tremendous upheavals and earthquakes. Huge mountain ranges were created. The 60-mile-thick molten layer below the 60-mile-thick shell of Earth broke through the shell in places all over the world. 
and was thereafter called Earthfire by the pitiful few who survived. Pitiful few? The whole Earth? Best estimates are less than 1% of all life on our Earth. The oceans and winds took six days after the start of the cataclysm to resolve their holocaustic wars on the surface of the Earth, and on the seventh day began to settle down to about 5,000 years of activity and complacency. The two-mile-thick ice capes of the Laurentian Basin and the Indian Ocean, having shifted from their polar homes and started a new course of revolving equatorially, proceeded to melt at tremendous speeds in the torrid heat, carving great grooves in the mountains as the rushing, gushing, swirling water and ice overwhelmed everything in their paths. The great amounts of moisture began pouring into the atmosphere were to shroud the torrid zone in a dark fog for many years during several generations. The oceans rose some 200 to 300 feet all over the world, with a sudden melting of the ice caps, as they do after each cataclysm. The end of the Laurasian Ice Age and the start of the Old Stone Age was complete. The Mayan tongue lived on in its scattered remnants. Polynesian tongues, Greek, Yakut, Egyptian, Eskimo tongues, nomadic, Oriental, German, American Indian, just about all languages. The resurrection from the waters, Tao, lived, in, lived on in many stories from the Pacific of a man who survived, later to become Taora, Tangora, or Tara, depending on which tribe's legend you find. Adam and Eve could have sprung from the same story. Who knows? Genesis, 4,500,000 years ago. This, Regenesis. 11,500 years ago. Both of them are in the Bible. A translation interpretation of Genesis 1, 2, and 3 from a reconstruction of the Naga must have been, must have been to give us the chapters as we have them in English, then retranslating directly from Naga to English, bypassing Greek and Hebrew. The book of Genesis, chapter 1, 2, and 3. In the beginning, 4.32 billion years ago, the universe was created in God's great design. Included was our sun and our planet Earth. And during one of the many cataclysms that occurred during the Earth's history, this one being 11,500 years ago, the Earth's lands were all inundated with raging waters and ravaged by horrendous winds, and the oceans were all dark with muddiness, and the ill wind thundered over, a troubled, over the troubled waters also. And as the storms abated, sunlight came back to, face, to the face of the Earth as God intended. And, while the cataclysm was abating, once more darkness and sunlight were re-established, indistinguishable, and it was good. And sunlight was again daytime, and darkness was again nighttime, in accordance with God's design, and evening and morning made one day. Again, God's original design was that there be a sky between the clouds and the oceans. And in accordance with God's design, the heavens were re-established, and that the sky again stood between the clouds and the oceans as the onslaught of the great cataclysm abated. And God's heavens were indeed re-established, and that evening and morning were the beginning of the second day. And God's design was that the lands would not be entirely covered by the oceans as they were immediately following the cataclysm, so that the disruption, disrupted oceans, now settling, drained off the higher lands. And in accordance with God's design, the dry land was earth and the waters ocean, and once again it was re-established and good, as God intended. And since God's design was that the earth should bring forth grass and herbs, yielding their seed, and the fruit yielding fruit containing its seeds, and the earth was again reestablished. 
Therefore the earth, being reestablished, brought forth grass and herbs, yielding their seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit containing its seeds. And it was good, as God intended. And the evening and the morning were the start of the third day. In accordance with God's designs, there were normally lights in the heavens which served to indicate months and seasons and days and years. Also they served to finish, furnish light on earth, as God intended. And as the great fog lifted and the clouds broke, the sun and moon reappeared, and also the stars. And once again, as God intended, they shone from the heavens. And the sun and the moon again were able to divide light and darkness, which was good. And the evening and the morning were the start of the fourth day. And it was God's will that some of every creature living in bird flying should survive the cataclysm, cataclysmic inundation. Surviving then were the great whales, and every living creature of the sea, and every kind of winged fowl, as it was God intended and good. And they were blessed with God's original design to be fruitful and reproduce, and replenish the ocean with sea life, and the air with fowl. And the evening and the morning were the start of the fifth day. And it was God's will that some of every creature, cattle, and creeping thing, and beasts of the earth should survive the cataclysmic inundation. Surviving were the beasts, the cattle, and everything that creeps on the earth, and it was as God intended and good. And in accordance with God's design, man who was recreated in the image God intended also was to survive and have dominion over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And so it was God designed that man who was recreated in the image God intended, both male and female, would survive the cataclysmic inundation. And they were blessed with God's original design to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and control it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God's design was that man, being given every herb-bearing seed, which is upon the face of all earth and every tree, in which the fruit of a tree-yielding seed, to man it should be for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, wherein there is life, God designed, God's design was that the herb, green herbs shall serve for food, and it was as God intended. And everything which survived, which as God had originally created, was still in God's design and was good. And the evening and the morning were the beginning of the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were reestablished, all the host of them. And on the seventh day, the recovery from the cataclysm and flood were complete. And the seventh day brought rest from the fight for survival against the cataclysm and its after effects. And the seventh day brought God's blessed peace as the cataclysm had abated, leaving those whose creation, those of his creations who survived. These are the same regenerations of the heaven and of the earth as they were established after the cataclysm previous to the one of this story when the Lord God reestablished the earth and the heavens. And every plant of the field before the cat, that cataclysm was in the earth, and every herb in the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not brought rain upon the earth in this region, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there was this cataclysm, and great inundations rose over the earth. And it was God's will that man should rise up from the earth, and keep the breath of life, and remain a living soul, this is a story. And it was God's will after a cataclysm that a continent eastward be established, and therein Eden went the man of the story. 
And from this land grew other civilizations on other lands, with the motherland in the midst of all being the seed of wisdom, of knowledge both good and evil. And the inundation destroyed Eden and left only its four offspring lands. No, the next four verses are probably incorrect or incomplete. With the true descriptions locked in correct translations of Egypt's Book of the Dead and the missing portion of the Pyrenees map. The first land is near the river Pison, which includes the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. There is bdellium in the onyx stone. And the second land is near the river Gion, in the same land which includes the whole land of Ethiopia. And the third land is near the river Hittichoth. That is the land toward the east of Assyria. And the fourth land is near the river Euphrates. And it was in God's province that the man was of Eden, where he lived and toiled. And he was descended from the original mankind, which settled that motherland. And God's design was that the man was warned. Although the motherland was the source of all knowledge, both good and evil, that if he stayed therein, surely he would die. And it was God's design that the man should not be alone, therefore a mate should be his. And since God had originally created every beast in the field and fowl of the air, and in this time Adam had named each one, and Adam gave names to all cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast in the field, but for Adam there was no mate. For Adam's mate had died after giving birth to a child of Adam, and the child of the man was a female, made in the image God intended. And Adam said, This child is bone of my bone, and flesh of my flesh, and she grew into womanhood. Therefore the man was both father and mother to her, and she abode with him, and they were of one flesh. In the climate there was warm, requiring little or no clothing. Now, at the time of the beginning of the story, the oceans were in their normal state of quietness, and it was known to the women of the story that she was not descended from any people of the land which sprang from the mother continent. And God's design was that women should learn that people of the offspring lands would live on, and the people of the motherland from whom she had descended will surely all die. And she knew that in spite of the impending inundation, she surely would not die. For God's design was that from the day she was born, she was descended from the original mankind of the motherland, and was destined to know all, to discern both good and evil. And the woman, being the motherland, being of the motherland and being wise and good, knew that both she and her father were descended from the original mankind of the motherland, and they both were wise and had lived the good life. And it was that time of the year when some clothing was needed for warmth. And in, in the cool of those days, when they were wondering to which of the offspring lands they should go, and God's presence was felt strongly by them, Adam felt God's call and said, I have heard God warning since summer, and have feared, for I know not where to find refuge. And God's warning had come to him in the summer, as a warning to leave the land of his ancestors. And the man said, The woman who is my daughter, and descended from my ancestors, gave me this knowledge. And asked her, What gift of knowledge has God given you? And the woman said, I am of your ancestors, and inherit their wisdom. 
and the coming inundations of the oceans has been made known to me. And God's design was that the oceans would so inundate the lands and drown all cattle and all beasts of the field and bury all dust. And God has thus given me victory over the oceans, such that the seed of future generations is in you and me, but the oceans will drown all others. And God's design was that although inundation would greatly multiply her sorrows, she would even so bring forth children, as her love would be for her husband and his for her. And unto Adam it was God's will that he heed the words of his daughter, and God's warning that though they be descendants of the original mankind of the motherland, they should leave, as its destiny was nature berserk, and if they stayed, surely they would regret it. And where Adam was to go, the land would be difficult to farm, with thorns and thistles abounding, and even so the herb of the field was to be their food. By his own toil and sweat, he was destined to fight for survival after the inundation, even to the end of his days, when he, returned to mother, when he would return to Mother Earth, as it was earth man came from, and unto earth he shall return. And after the inundation, Adam therefore made the woman his wife and called her Eve, as she was to be the mother of all living in the motherland. And again, after the inundation, as they were in a colder climate, it was God's design as part of their survival that they make coats of skins and be clothed. And it was God's design that Adam should take with him the knowledge of good and evil from the motherland as he put forth and left in order to live. Therefore, in accordance with God's will, he left the Garden of Eden to survive and lived from the soil where he was to go. So the man left, and the Garden of Eden was subjected to a cataclysm of earthquake and earth fire, and the motherland lost its foundations and sank beneath the oceans. And that is the end of chapter 4. Um, just a quick note, uh, this is the age of the quarantine of the COVID-19 virus. Um, just to give some context to this, and people who are currently listening to this probably can figure that out, but who knows how long this will be listened to, yada, 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 wanted to give it some context. Okay, thanks so much for listening. Stick around, and we will get to chapter 5, The Cataclysms Revisited, up as soon as possible. All right, guys, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Thank you.